Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy, live from the Salem-Pittsburgh studios. And now, here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. Hey, good afternoon. Thanks for coming along. Thanksgiving Eve. Happy that you are with us today, and uh, hopefully you're looking forward to a, a calm and joy-filled, grateful Thanksgiving holiday, which we are at the doorstep. Kath, good to see you as well. Uh, is the kitchen heating up? The kitchen is cooling down. Oh, do tell. Well, yesterday was the flurry of cooking for our contest. Mm-hmm. Our contest, which detailed the weird Thanksgiving recipes that our dear listeners mm-hmm. sent to us over mm-hmm. the last couple of weeks. And so there was a flurry yesterday. And then today I made a couple pumpkin pies and really I'm at a little bit of a pause before things <laughs> kick up tomorrow again. Very nice. Good. A little pumpkin pie, two pumpkin pies. Two. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Very nice. And uh, all right, well, let's talk about our, uh, our sort of game plans for Thanksgiving okay. as the show goes on. Okay. I like right it. now, should we turn our attention to the top four at four? Sure. All right. Let us go now please, to the top four at four. And then we've got breaking news on the heels of the top four at four. For Wednesday, November 25th, John, Mike, number one. The AP reports today that the number of Americans applying for unemployment benefits rose last week for a second straight week to 778,000. Evidence that the U.S. economy and job market remain under strain as coronavirus cases surge and cold weather heightens the risks. Before the virus struck hard in mid-March, weekly claims typically amounted to only about 225,000. They shot up to 6.9 million in March before dropping, yet they do still remain historically high after more than eight months, with many businesses unable to fully reopen. The spike in virus cases is intensifying pressure on companies and individuals with fear growing that the economy could suffer a double-dip recession as states and cities reimpose restrictions on businesses. Number two. The PG reports today that Pennsylvania has been prohibited from certifying the rest of its election results in down-ballot races and from taking any further action in regards to yesterday's certification of the presidential race, pending a hearing on Friday in appellate court. The Commonwealth Court of Pennsylvania issued an injunction today that stops the state from continuing its certification, and it intends to hear evidence in a case filed by U.S. Representative Mike Kelly and GOP congressional candidate Sean Parnell about the constitutionality of mail-in ballots. The hearing, Friday at 11.30 a.m. Number three. State officials have issued new COVID-19 mitigation efforts, but stopped short of issuing a statewide stay-at-home order. Pennsylvanians rather have been advised, advised to stay home during the holiday, and there is not going to be any selling of alcohol in our state tonight. Uh-oh. According to the Trib, new orders also scale back the maximum capacity for indoor and outdoor gatherings, capping outdoor limits for the largest venues at 10% capacity. Governor Tom Wolf is asking residents to heed the advisory for the sake of our health care system, which is seeing more hospitalized COVID patients than at any point in the pandemic. And number four, in our continuing series, John, entitled COVID Ruins Everything, we're coming to grips with the postponement of the Steelers-Ravens game we and America were supposed to be watching on Thanksgiving night. That's two times. Seven Ravens players have tested positive for COVID in the past three days, along with other staff members. Now, at this point, the NFL says the game will be played Sunday afternoon, but of course, we know that's pending continued test results from the Ravens organization. So... 
If you're keeping track, this is the second time this season the Steelers have had a game moved due to an outbreak in another organization. If you think back to the Steelers-Titans game scheduled for week four, it was pushed back to week seven, which, by the way, completely unfairly, eliminated the Steelers' originally scheduled bye week. That's my take, and I'm sticking to it. That is your top four. My, oh my. Well, you can uh, see the Steelers, if you follow them on social media, they are an unhappy lot, and rightfully so. I mean, they were looking forward to an early Thanksgiving week game and then some rest before next Sunday's game. But now that's all disappeared. So, yeah. I mean, so what's the deal? I mean, why can't the Ravens get their act together? I mean, you know, there it is. Well, I, you know, they're Ravens. That's the problem. Yeah, they are Ravens. I don't think we need to describe it any further. Thank you very much. All right. Okay. So without further ado, uh, we've been talking about this and uh, imploring you, our listeners, to join us in the weirdest Thanksgiving dishes on tomorrow's Thanksgiving meal uh, table. And uh, in the kitchen this past week, Kath has been uh, due diligently uh, cooking and sharing and creating. Uh, Kath, um, we've got a winner here, do we not? We sure do. We announced our uh, two finalists yesterday. Mm -hmm. And today I am happy to announce that the winner, the winner, of the 2020 Weird Thanksgiving Recipe Contest on the Ride Home with John and Kathy is Stacy Riggle El Seba yeah, with her Stace. recipe for Banya Calda, which is absolutely the bomb. Mm-hmm. Banya Calda, man. Mm-hmm. I mean, what? It's a pound of butter, lots of garlic, no, some anchovies. Well, it's, it's, it's butter and olive oil, mm-hmm. anchovies, garlic, salt, and pepper. And you think that sounds weird, which is, of course, why she entered this recipe contest, because it is mm-hmm. weird. And it tastes fabulous. Yeah, it's a really weird combination that uh, just rocks. I'm, I'm looking forward to eating some more. You made a nice big chunk of it, Kath. I did. And you took some, and I took some. So mm-hmm. thanks for that. I mean, really, it's super delish. It is really awesome. And we want to congratulate our runner-up, Bonnie Antonucci, who sent us her recipe for corned beef jello salad. And I got to tell you, she's absolutely right. You know, Bonnie said that she makes this every year um, because it's weird. And because it was her mom's favorite. And it is weird. I mean, combining mm-hmm. those elements together and putting jello on top is mm-hmm. something I didn't expect. Yeah. And this is what I have to say. If you cannot look at it, it tastes pretty good. I mean, I ate it today for lunch and I was pretty happy with it. Really? I salute you, Bonnie. All right, so it's you, Bonnie. You put the capital W in weird of Thanksgiving dishes, man. Yeah. I mean, I ate some, and boy, uh, that's rough. That's <laughs> that's some rough. I mean, everything about it. It's rough looking. Uh-huh. As, it doesn't really sort of go down smooth. I'll tell you that. I no. mean, it, it, your taste buds do a little bit of a rebellion there. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a, it's a lot. All right, so we want to encourage all all of you to go to Facebook now and Instagram later once we get it all posted. Um, There's a video which details the experience that John and I have had in uh, preparing this and sampling it. And you you can see how we got to the uh, end result that we did. And we'd love for you to join us and comment. And we hope you have a really happy Thanksgiving. Very nice. We'll take a quick break. Come back. Uh, Reverend Josh Brown is going to join us. Giving thanks when things are hard or weird, or difficult, or the situation we find ourselves in. That's next. The Ride Home with John and Kathy here. Pittsburgh's Christian Talk, 101.5 Word FM. 101.5 WORD. Gather around because it is present time. It's that gift-giving time of the year, and we're giving one that will keep on giving all year long. 
we could be paying your rent or mortgage for all of next year if you're the winner of the Christmas Mortgage Miracle Sweepstakes. You want to come open an early Christmas present? You can even enter once a day to increase your opportunities to win. See rules and conditions for details. Enter the Christmas Mortgage Miracle Sweepstakes brought to you by Trinity Jewelers. Go to wordfm.com slash contest. Turkey and stuffing, real mashed potatoes, sliced top round, Aunt Emma's broccoli casserole, chicken and gravy over buttermilk biscuits. Am I making you hungry yet? Hi, it's me, Marsha, from the Spring House. Do you have a special event coming up in your life? A shower, a wedding, graduation party, company party, anniversary event, or any occasion where you'd love to serve all-natural, farm-fresh foods? Then it's time to give the Springhouse Catering Department a call at 724-228-3339. From your first conversation with Dawn, who will help you create a menu that's unique to you, to the beautiful, bounteous setup and display that my sister Jill and her crew create, you will be delighted. After every catering event, Jill tells our cooks, I wish I could take you with me so you could hear all the wonderful comments guests give us. Give us a call at 724-228-3339 or check out our extensive menu at springhousemarket.com for farm fresh catering from the Springhouse. If you owe back taxes, there's a lot you need to know, starting with rule number one. Don't mess with the IRS. They are cracking down this year by sending out heart-stopping letters, actively garnishing paychecks, levying bank accounts, and putting liens on homes and businesses. That's all true, but it's also true there's a way out. It's called the Fresh Start Initiative, an important government program for tax debt assistance. It's one of the biggest breaks the IRS has ever offered, so now's the time. You could qualify for tax relief that saves you thousands, even tens of thousands. Nobody knows this program like the award-winning experts at Optima Tax Relief. They have an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau and will fight to get you the best deal possible. Don't mess with the IRS. For tax help you need, for tax help you can trust, call Optima now for a free consultation. Call 800-965-1433. 800-965-1433. 800-965-1433. Tax Relief. Some restrictions apply. For complete details, please visit OptimaTaxRelief.com. Does your dog itch, scratch, stink, or shed like crazy? Come to Dynavite for help. Order a 90-day supply of Dynavite. Dynavite is nutrition. Pick up two bottles of Lico Chops. Get the third bottle free. New improved Lico Chops with omega-3, omega-6, vitamin E. And now, six extra direct-fed microbials. Even better for the digestive tract and immune system. Try Lico Chops. Buy two, get one free. At Dynavite.com. D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E.com. Times are hard. Times are weird. I'm not telling you something you don't already know. Remember Josh Brown with us, and he would talk to us about these strange times. Giving thanks when things are hard. Josh, always a pleasure. How are you? I'm doing well, Don. How are you doing today? Oh, pretty good. I mean, these are weird times. And, you know, I think every day is a bit of a, you know, a different color and a different challenge to kind of look at things. I mean, sometimes you're feeling pretty good. Other times you just want it all to go away and pull the covers up over your head and wait till next summer. Yeah, it's good to hear you say that. I'm glad I'm not the only one. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's uh, you're right. It's been it's been a been a ride for sure, and uh, I think it's very it's natural. I mean, I'm not trying to make light of it. It certainly is a common experience that people are sharing right now. Um, that there are there are still good things. I mean, we can't say that there aren't um, good things, good times, and blessings that we see in life. But uh, it's it's been a heavy season for sure. I would say. Yeah. Yeah. 
And I know we're all experiencing, you know, the cancellation of Thanksgiving in a different way. And the holiday, of course, is not canceled, but all of our normal right. uh, procedures are canceled. And I don't know why, Josh. I've just had a really hard time with this. I don't. I'm just grieving over this wretched pandemic, which separates us from each other. It just seems like an incredibly cruel thing. It does, and, and you're right. There, there's something particularly kind of disruptive about the uh, season or a day in which we are to give thanks being the thing that feels like it's being uprooted. Um, feels like that's a, that's a particularly kind of a disruptive thing. And, and yet, you know, you hear a lot of people and saying, well, we still need to give thanks. We still need to find a reason to give thanks. And that's true. Uh, but I think it can be, it can be um, misstated if people are hearing, well, you, you should be thankful for the hard times. Sometimes I think that's a message that maybe comes across, mm, maybe yeah. even explicitly sometimes, but if not explicitly, more, more often implicitly, well, yeah, things are tough, but you need to be thankful. And, uh, that's a hard one to hear if, that, if that's what people are hearing. And I think that we're actually given a better picture in Scripture of how to approach times like this. Oh, good. So please, by, by every account, Josh, open that up for us. How do we give thanks in difficult times? Well, uh, I think without maybe maybe you didn't do it on purpose there, John, but I think you phrased it in the exact right way. It's giving thanks in difficult times. Uh, and I think, I think we've actually, we may have talked about this one time together before, uh, maybe it was some other year at Thanksgiving, but a verse that often comes to mind for me around this time, especially this year, is First uh, Thessalonians 5.18, where at the end of the letter, Paul is giving this series of encouragements and exhortations. And one of the things he says uh, is to give thanks in all circumstances. Uh, and this is a place where the way that he wrote that is very significant. It, it does say to give thanks in all circumstances and not for all circumstances. And that might seem like a minor difference to some people, um, but there are uh, you know, attitudes out there that think, well, you have to give thanks for the hard things, and, and you mm-hmm. need to cultivate this sense of, sort of kind of like, if you, if you can't do that, then you don't have the spiritual maturity that you're supposed to have. You need to learn how to be thankful for the hard things. And that can be uh, very unhelpful. Uh, again, it's, it's just not even what it says right there. It's directing us, I think, to a, a posture, to an attitude that says, well, I can acknowledge the difficulty of this. I can acknowledge the hardness of this. I can acknowledge that, yeah, it kind of stinks that I'm not going to maybe be gathering with some of the friends or family that I did, or, or that uh, I personally am sick, or that I know somebody who's sick, or that I'm grieving the loss of a loved one. You can acknowledge the, the hurt and the hardship of those things. And yet still in those times, give thanks to God for who he is and for what he's done for us in Christ, because those are things that are uh, true regardless of whatever our circumstances might be. Excellent. That's, that's really good, right? I mean, because if, if we didn't have God, if we didn't have the knowledge of Christ, if we weren't uh, under him, then what is life? I mean, life is just a series of events that, you know, are sort of cobbled together. But Christ is the one who unifies all things. So good times or bad, it's necessary we go back to the beginning and give thanks to Jesus, give thanks to the Lord, give thanks to the Holy Spirit for who and what they are in our lives. Yeah, I think that's right. And uh, the fact that, you know, again, Paul, that's at the end of First Thessalonians 5. And, and, that whole letter, the main theme of that whole letter is that the church there was wondering, well, what happens to all the people who have died and Jesus hasn't returned? This was a question that, you know, the early church was facing. It's, well, we believe Jesus is going to come back, but now all of a sudden it's taken a little while and some people are dying. What does that mean? And so Paul's 
The main thing that whole letter is for him to for him to direct them to the things that are always true. To say, look, this is this is who God is. This is what He's done for you in Jesus Christ. This is what it means for you. So, in whatever kind of difficulties you may be going through, give thanks for those things um, that you are forgiven in Christ. That we are adopted as sons and daughters of the living God. That we're being remade um, through the work of the Spirit. That we have a, an inheritance that is imperishable uh, and kept in heaven for us, as Peter puts it. So. Those are things that we can give thanks for, even as we simultaneously acknowledge that, hey, some of the, some of the stuff we're going through is pretty tough. It's not, it's not real fun right now. Reverend Josh Brown is with us from Belfield Evangelical Presbyterian Church in Oakland. Um, Josh, you know, I really appreciate your take on this um, simply because of just the incredible um, challenges that people are facing. And I know that, you know, you can power through um, and some people based on personality type are just able to, you know, keep going. Some people have to fall back. Some people are depressed. Some people are anxious, you know, whatever it is. But sometimes, Josh, I don't know, in my experience, it's just sometimes holding on by your fingernails to faith. It's not something that you feel like you're some kind of spiritual giant. You're barely making it. Yeah, that, that is that is the case sometimes. Now, um, when we're talking about uh, giving thanks for things that are, are not uh, directly impacted by our circumstances, I, I want to offer maybe a couple a uh, couple extremes to not go to to either side. Uh, on one, I, I don't I don't mean to suggest that that there is nothing good that you can find around you or in this world. That that is true, and, and we should look for it, and we should um, kind of train ourselves to do that. So even in the hard times, it, it is still important to be able to see signs of God's blessing right around you in your life or in this world. So I don't mean to suggest that, you know, you shouldn't even try to find any of those or they don't exist. That, that, that goes too far one way. On the other hand, um, it's, it's not, a, it's not a kind of escapism. I, I think to say, let's focus on what we know to, to be true about God and what he's done for us in Christ and what that means. Um, it, you know, that, that's not to advocate a kind of like escapism where you get, you get entirely detached from this world. Um, so we are we are here. We are going through these things. We are living through them. There are signs of God's goodness and His blessing and His provision, even in the midst of it. And we're also to have our hearts and minds uh, set on things above, where Christ is seated at the right hand of God, as Colossians three puts it. Okay. So, Josh, then that that initial uh, passage that you read. I mean, to think that you know uh, early Christians were thinking, well, Jesus is coming back soon. I mean, we're, I'm going to be alive. And Jesus is going to come back. And then there may have been, you know, over time, I don't know what that time was. I'm sure you could speak to that, where there was a realization, oh, maybe not now, um, maybe yeah. down the road or a year or five or 10 or, and now here we are 2000 plus years. So, uh, I mean, our discomfort of where we are, not to minimize it, it's certainly a little different than the realization that Jesus wasn't coming like they thought he was going to come. So I would imagine there's a heck of a lot more disappointment in that alone. Uh, maybe, uh, maybe in degree, but perhaps not in essence. <laughs> By that, I mean that it's, it's okay, the same. Good. I think there probably, there probably is that same feeling of, yeah, we really are looking for the time when Jesus will return. And I really hope it is now, but it's not. So there's that, there's that longing, there's that expectation, which I think is perhaps a common experience of Christians in every generation. Uh, yeah, they, that, that particular group was facing it in a new way, and that's why I think a letter like that one was such an important one, such a helpful one, even for the Church today, to, to show us this is what it looks like to know that these things are true about God, uh, to know that His promises are sure and certain, 
uh, and, and to know that, yeah, there are still signs of, as I said, God's goodness and his blessing here, but there are also times when life is really full of sorrow and grief and heaviness. And um, that does not change the things that we know to be true about God. So, so that is why you can give thanks in all circumstances, uh, if not for all circumstances. <laughs> yeah. That's Josh Brown from Belfield Presbyterian Church in Oakland. Um, Josh, talk about um, being a pastor during these you know, COVID-19 times. Every job has its challenges right now, whether you are a frontline worker, you're a teacher, um, you're a pastor, you're a counselor, you're a garbage person, you're working in, you know, um, trying to keep our water going or any of the essential services that we need. Everybody's got a story to tell. And so I guess I just want to hear yours. What's it been like? Um, it has been, uh, it, it's been uh, kind of, a, I think, a bit of a balance in, in, re- in remembering that on one hand, the, the call has not fundamentally changed in that um, I believe it. I believe what I'm supposed to be doing is lifting high the name of Jesus Christ and proclaiming the hope that we have in Him and reaching out to care for others and try to encourage and support and exhort them. So uh, the fundamental nature of it has not changed, but certainly the way that you go about doing it has. Um, like like for a lot of us, it's just it, it's different to do so many different things online or remotely. Um, you know, the the visits that I might do with people or the amount of coffees or lunches or stuff that I would have are now texts and phone calls and things like that. So it's uh, you're still maintaining some of those connections. It's just uh, done in a different format. So I think maybe maybe that's been it, Kathy, is trying to figure mm-hmm. out that uh, yeah. way to, to do that, where well, what you're supposed to be doing, what I believe I should be doing has not changed, but the way in which you go about it is certainly certainly has. Yeah. Right. And of course, you, Josh, and every pastor, um, you know, worship is totally different, whether it's online or in person. It just, I'm sure, from your perspective, uh, standing in the pulpit, it, it must look unrecognizable in some ways. Uh, yeah, in, in some ways, but I kind of similar to what I said earlier, in some ways, yes, in some ways, no. And I think it's actually probably um, been a good thing ultimately for you know for our church and for other churches to even just examine you know what what are the things that are essential to worship when we're talking about that kind of thing um, if it if it's about um, you know making sure that we are opening up scripture together about hearing God's word read about lifting our songs and our prayers to Him and hearing His word that's been given to us you can do those things um, so it's going to be a little bit different in the way in which it's done. But uh, there's going to be some things that that maybe we were doing that uh, were not, uh, you know, maybe maybe not as focused on those things as they could have been. And so this is maybe a time to, to just figure out: are are we really doing those things? Are we really getting after those things that are part of the heart of worship, and not just these ancillary things that we've kind of cobbled on over time? Yeah. So kind of a good gut check and for everybody. I think so, but that doesn't that doesn't mean that that's been easy, and, and that's been it's been a really tough thing. And and you know, Belfield is not certainly not unique in that. Every church has done it, and it's been encouraging. You know, I've, I've seen some really creative things that some other churches are doing. Um, I think it's been good to see. It's just been encouraging to see that um, you know people are being very creative with some of this stuff, and I think the Lord is blessing and using a lot of that. Um, there's definitely something that is lost through the kind of regular gathering of people together like we used yeah. to have but uh there are a lot of things that have maybe been 
um, gain. Well, gain might be a strong word, but <laughs> there's certainly been some blessings uh, that have mm-hmm. taken place still. Yeah. Yeah. It'll I mean, be kind of interesting to see, Josh. I wonder if I won't recognize the blessings of this era until we're long past it. How, what do you think? Uh, that's, I think, something that's true in, in most situations, Kathy. Yeah. Um, I think you're able to see the blessings a little more clearly uh, looking back on them. So I think that's going to be true for this kind of period of time that we've been going through. Um, and there might be some things that yeah, don't don't quite show themselves now or even in the immediacy, but there might be some time down the road where we realize uh, some things that the Lord is doing either in our own hearts or in some of the relationships that we have in our lives or in our church community. And it's going to take some maybe time to see some of the full fruit of those things come, but I believe it will be there. That's good. The full fruit. Well, Josh, I, I guess in the meantime, uh, the reason you're here today, at least to, for me to hear your message, is to give thanks in all circumstances. And uh, that's a very good thing. Yeah, I think so. And and I'll acknowledge, uh, I just, you know, I mean, the last thing is that it, that even that is not necessarily an easy thing. That That's a deliberate and intentional thing that we do. Um, yeah. And and so you may, your your heart may not even be in, in that, you may feel like, but uh, doing it, even just being intentional and deliberate about doing it and, and teaching ourselves to say, uh, this is this is why I'm giving thanks to the Lord for his goodness and his grace for what he's done for me in Christ, uh, does become something that um, becomes more and more natural, like most of our spiritual disciplines, it becomes more and more natural over time. Uh, but it may not always be kind of the um, initial reaction that we have. That's the Reverend Josh Brown, Belfield Evangelical Presbyterian Church in Oakland. Josh, thanks for being here. Happy Thank Thanksgiving. You, yeah, my pleasure, guys. I hope to see you again sometime soon, but uh, happy Thanksgiving to you and yours. <laughs> Take care. Happy Thanksgiving to you and to your family, Josh. Take right, a thanks. break, God come bless. back. Uh, God bless. Monolith in Utah. That's next. How's your pandemic going? This holding pattern that a lot of us are in. Do you have a silver lining in all of this right now? What is your silver lining? And hopefully you're not feeling too trapped, your burden not too heavy, hemmed in by the restrictions of it all. And no doubt, like everybody, you're thinking about finances a lot. Those things occupy all of our thoughts. Here it is, autumn. I keep on hearing this phrase, amidst historically low rates, and I'm not quite sure what all that means. What does it mean for you? Check out United Faith Mortgage online, United Faith Mortgage. Whether it's refinancing, cash out refinancing, VA loans, you know, buy a house. United Faith Mortgage, this small family of John, Ryan, Denise, Barbara, they set you up, honest, direct, you're good to go with a lender advantage. Look for it online, United Faith Mortgage, and ease your burden, United Faith Mortgage. United Mortgage Corp, Melville, New York. MLS number 1330. Department of Banking. Mortgage Lender License number 22672. I'm a student. I'm a professional. I'm a woman. And I shouldn't have to worry about walking alone, day or night. I've heard it all. Honey, give me a smile. Harmless cat calls? I never know. I carry Tiger Lady. It's a revolutionary defense tool that's based on one of nature's most efficient defenses, a cat's retractable claws. It weighs less than my phone and is designed to collect DNA. Tiger Lady is discreet and fits in my hand. And when I make a fist, 
fist, claws come out like a real-life Wolverine. It's easy to use, doesn't require training, and is legal in all 50 states. Get your Tiger Lady today by going to TigerLady.com. Tiger Lady knows it's been a tough year for everyone. So in the spirit of looking out for one another, we're making Tiger Lady even more affordable so everyone can give the gift of safety and peace of mind this holiday. Through Black Friday, use the code FRIDAY and save 40% off your entire order plus free shipping at TigerLady.com. Go to TigerLady.com and remember to use the code FRIDAY at TigerLady.com today. First Presbyterian Church is a beacon of light and love to this community. The message that I hear sustains me for the whole week. I love this church because of the diversity and the music and the people. The incredible beauty of the space. A warm, welcoming congregation. The people are amazing and truly love one another and Christ and our pastor preaches the gospel. I want everybody in Pittsburgh to come and experience. First Presbyterian Church of Pittsburgh, in the heart of the city, with the city in its heart. Unsure of which mattress is right for you? Mattress Warehouse can help with their exclusive bed match diagnostic system that recommends the best mattresses for your individual support needs. Come try it for yourself today and save up to $1,000. Visit sleephappens.com for a location near you. We are everywhere on your radio at 101.5 WORD FM Pittsburgh at wordfm.com, the Word FM mobile app, iHeart, TuneIn, and at radio.com. Tonight we'll see mostly cloudy skies. It'll be mild with a couple of showers. Tonight's low 51. Thanksgiving Day tomorrow, a little morning rain, otherwise mostly cloudy, high 57. Tomorrow night, low clouds with a low of 45. Friday, we'll see times of clouds and sunshine. Expect a high Friday of 52. Friday night, partly cloudy, low 37. Saturday, partly sunny with a high of 46. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Drew Shannon. People are fantastic and crazy and weird and so creative. Mm -hmm. So have you heard the story about this mysterious metal monolith, which has been discovered by the United uh, Utah Department of Public Safety in one of the most remote parts of the state? It's inviting speculation over who placed it there. Now, this bizarre object is like something out of 2001, A Space Odyssey was spotted deep in Red Rock country by a helicopter crew surveying bighorn sheep in the area on November 18th. So you know, I mean, bighorn sheep, they are nowhere near civilization. So upon investigating, this helicopter crew found a three-sided stainless steel structure protruding 10 to 12 feet out of the ground. And there was no obvious explanation for how the monolith wound up in the middle of the Red Rock country. And um, and you're not allowed to do anything in a national park. No, no. And, and well, hmm. So this discovery quickly, as I said, drew comparisons to 2001 A Space Odyssey, the 1968 sci-fi Stanley Kubrick film, which features prominently this monolith on the surface of the moon. Um. They don't know how it got there, why it's there. They're assuming, you know, uh, the, one of the park rangers is kind of funny in his description. He said, it must it must be one of those new waivers, which, you know, is to, he's describing an artist. It's those new waivers that waivers. put this thing here. Mm-hmm. So I, I guess we're going to, you know. We'll so someone... nobody, So nobody knows. No one has any line on this? No, no one. So maybe it'll be like, you know, a Banksy kind of thing anonymous artist 
who is putting this structure just because it's cool and people are going to talk about it. That's all. Yeah, well, no one who is in administration of the national parks wants that. <laughs> they do not. I hate to speak for them, but I think I can. That's true. Hey, um, how do you have a, like a um, a tradition on Thanksgiving morning? Like you know, you wake up and you turn on the tube. And you don't? No. Do you do that? No. You don't do that. No, because the Macy's Day Parade is, has never been like a really interesting thing to me. It's bad on television. Okay. Right? It, well, I've never enjoyed. I've never been there in person, yeah, well, so I can't it, compare. Well, it's fabulous in person. It really is. But on television, it's mostly they they stand in front of the main entrance at the Macy's department store, and then they have celebrities or they'll do bits from Broadway shows and whatnot. Right. But for a lot of people, I mean, it's everything. However, the parades are going to be really scaled down this year. Why is that? Because, because of COVID. COVID ruins everything. Mm-hmm. So uh, it looks like the, the parade will go on from nine o'clock until noon. It'll be a broadcast on uh, channel 11 WPX. So there is going to be a parade, but no one's allowed be, to come. Exactly. Crowds are super limited. The people who hold those gigantic floats, they're going to be, re- be replaced. The floats are going to be attached to SUVs now. Um, so the floats are attached to SUVs, which are being yep. driven by people. So there are, there are limited humans involved in this. Exactly. Parade. Right. Yeah. What about, what are they, who's going to do things in front of the Macy's front door? Well, a lot of it's going to be pre-taped or it will be, you know, they're going to be, they call them, you know, in quotes, celebrities. So whoever that might be, you know, like in years past, they've done, you know, a scene from a Hamilton or something like right, that. Right. I know. But if no, if the, you can't do that now, I'm wondering what that. Yeah, little segment's going to look like that's going to be a uh, really long telecast yeah well so the, all the parades it? no i'm not going to watch it no but when we were kids when we, the kids were little i was always super excited because you know i had seen the parade for many years that you know it was always kind of fun to go you live in a new york city and go see the parade i wanted my kids to experience that of course it was nothing like it so you know they lived vicariously through it the best part of thanksgiving viewing other than football is the dog show Oh, the dog show is awesome. I love and who the knows dog if that's going to go on. I, I don't even know. I don't have any, any word on that. Oh, right. Right. Could you, could you scamper around next to your dog well, wearing your, wearing your bad shoes and the dogs have to wear masks, masks, right? The dogs are over. Yeah. Right. Apparently that's a sad story. Anyway, it is. Let's take a break and, uh, we're going to come back in a few minutes, talk with Ann Sullivan about every Thanksgiving. Ann Kennedy, we're going to talk to him. Yeah, every Thanksgiving, my mental health strategy is recalling personal, memorable moments. That's straight ahead. Oh, 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 Peace on Earth. It's a nice sentiment, one that's mentioned a lot this time of year. But is it possible? This week on Through the Bible, Dr. J. Vernon McGee gives us the answer as we study the Old Testament book of Zechariah. So hop aboard the Bible bus as we continue our journey through the whole Word of God. Through the Bible, this evening at 9 p.m. on 101.5 WORD. Listen to Kelvin. What he's about to say could change your life. I'm 6'2", and I was about 290, and I lost weight fast. I trimmed down. Now I'm about 235. I'm probably at about 09, maybe 10% body fat. That's great. I lost probably at least 60 pounds in probably three and a half, four months. The color of my hair is coming back. Skin looks better. Um, obviously gaining muscle. My muscle mass is coming back. 
thank you for providing an awesome product. Somebody who actually has and does what they say they will. That's awesome. That's great, Kelvin. Losing that belly fat in less than four months is outstanding. Since 2004, Andro 400 has been changing men's lives, like Kelvin, and can help you lose belly fat, gain energy, and improve your lifestyle. We guarantee it. Go to andro400.com for more true testimonials, before and after photos, and special discounts. Only available on andro400.com. andro400.com. Here's Howie Long for Skechers ArchFit Shoes. If you've never tried ArchFit Shoes from Skechers, you're missing out on next-level comfort. Saying you like comfort but not trying ArchFit is like saying you like Italian food but you've never tried pasta. Skechers teamed up with podiatrists who used over 20 years of data to create a shoe that provides total foot and arch support for all-day comfort. ArchFit distributes support across the arch no matter what foot type you have. You don't need an arch problem to love how they feel. See all the styles of machine-washable ArchFit Shoes now at Skechers. Friday, December 4th, Memorial Park Church presents a special benefit concert with Michael Card and special guest Jeremy Casella to support the work of Edunations in war-torn Sierra Leone. To ensure everyone's safety, in-person attendance will be very limited with tickets on sale now at edunations.org. Or watch the concert online free of charge. Michael Card, 7 p.m. December 4th. Sponsored by Tom Henry Chevrolet. Hey, are you guys open? Yeah, yeah, we are. Come on in. As businesses reopen across the nation, is your business prepared for what comes next? Salem Surround can help. COVID-19 brought America's thriving economy to a screeching halt. But now, local businesses are getting back to normal. Are you ready for the return to business and all that pent-up consumer demand? Contact Salem Surround. Learn more by logging on to surroundpittsburgh.com. Surroundpittsburgh.com. Connecting you with new customers. A lot of times that good memories sustain us in bad times, Mm -hmm. right? I mean, you know, these are weird times. So for a lot of people, especially people who are alone in this COVID era, they are sitting in their living rooms or wherever they might be thinking, you know, in years past or when I was a kid, we did this. And there's a, you know, sort of a, a good mental health kick, I would think there. Well, Ann Kennedy's back with us. Ann is author of Nailed It, 365 Sarcastic Devotionals for Angry and Worn Out People. We'll talk to Ann about that and the re-release of Nailed It. Ann Kennedy blogs every day at preventinggrace.com. Ann, happy Thanksgiving to you. How are things? Oh, thank you. Happy Thanksgiving to you. And we were talking about you today and thinking, yeah, we were, but only saying good things because that's all we know. Good things. We don't know any of the bad things about you. Isn't this a great relationship that we have? It is. It's perfect. It really is. Um, We should, we should never, ever meet or get to know each other better. Okay. I know that's, that's the key to surviving. I think it is. Uh, Yeah. I've disappointed a lot of people over the years by meeting them in person. So, oh, we know the feeling very well, Ann. Believe, Believe me, me, John, oh, John and I have done that. It's for my 11, livelihood for eleven years. Really, you, the, the bad thing is you walk away from someone after meeting them, and, and you hear them mumble, "Really, that's it?" No, no, no. Wait, Ann. I, this is parenthetical. This is totally off topic. But I have to tell you about this this event that John and I were emceeing years ago. This was so great. After we were done emceeing this, Ann, this woman comes up to me and she says, "Is that John Hall?" She pointed to him, and of course he was like talking some, to somebody like else. Some big, like, like some big deal. Well, and I said, "Yeah." And she said, 
he's so much better looking than I expected. <laughs> oh my gosh. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. We had no idea whether that was a, a compliment or an insult. It well, kind of seemed like really it was an insult. Fantastic. We didn't yeah. know how to take it. So that's one ugly voice on the radio. So. <laughs> oh man! Our opinion about anyway, that. and we were talking about memorable experiences that sustain us in hard times, and um, so we thought it might be a good opportunity to hear from you about how you grew up. Um, you didn't grow up in America. You grew up the son of missionary parents, uh, or it's the son the daughter of missionary parents. And so we, we'd love to hear what that was like. That was yeah. before we said hi to each other. Cause your Thanksgiving, was it really a Thanksgiving? Oh yeah. I actually, that's an interesting question. I think I was in my, when I was alive and remembering life, uh, I was always at school, boarding school for Thanksgiving. And we would be served uh, whatever you could kind of get that was reminiscent of Thanksgiving in a very tropical climate. Um, so I would say that um, Thanksgiving is not usually what I think of culinarily as my favorite time of the year if I'm going okay, so to go back to my childhood. So <laughs> tell our audiences, so you grew up a, a child of missionaries, and the, what country did you live in? I grew up in Mali, West Africa, which is mm-hmm. it in it's um most of Mali is Sahara, is Sahara Desert. Wow. I grew up in the southern part in a savannah region. Uh so not actual desert, but you would think of the desert maybe if you were there. And my parents uh were working on a, a small language with uh, tonal language, very hard to learn, harder probably mm. than Chinese. Wow. Uh, and we lived in, when we first went in 1980, we lived what you would say behind the grass, way out, uh, a long way away from the main road. We mm. lived in a, a, a little mud huts. We built a sort of horseshoe shaped string of mud huts for ourselves, which eventually melted in the rains. <laughs> <laughs> uh, which is tragic for me. My child to hell is, isn't there. And then um, eventually we moved closer to the main road and uh, built what what we wanted it to look, be the shape of a, a French chateau that we had stayed in overnight. Uh, so it had four, I, I say towers, but not really towers, with a central living area. Nice. And that house is still there. You can go. It's a famous house. You could go see it if you wanted to. Um, people stop through to see our house because it's so unusual. And around um, 12 or 13 uh, or maybe 11, I went to boarding school in Ivory Coast. And so um, that's, you know, that's what when you start gathering up your memories, I think. I think, is it going to be like Facebook where they're like, we care about your memories. Here's something horrible that you hoped to forget forever. (laughs) Or is it going to be like a fun thing where you're going home from school at the end of term or something like that? Right. Okay. So that's really interesting. And so, you know, that's certainly not uh, our lived experience, Kath and I, that must've been 
I mean, you, you knew this was coming as a child that you were going to go to boarding school. Was that a sense of terror as this, you know, was coming upon you that you were leaving your mother and father? Or was this just something that you accepted as a natural you know, extension of your parents' ministry? Well, I, I had the boarding school uh, world is generational for me. My, my mom and dad both went to boarding school. They both grew up in Africa when they were six. They went when they were very young. Uh, my mom's parents um, and grandparents were missionaries in Tanzania with Africa Inland Missions. And my dad grew up in Nigeria. His parents were Assemblies of God missionaries. And they both uh, were sent off. My mom got on a train and then a boat to go to school, you know, wave goodbye. It was kind of very Victorian. And my dad was put on an airplane and sent off by his parents. And he was, you know, a little tiny. Uh, so there's a generational memory for us of always leaving home um, that's not, I don't, wouldn't say it's, I mean, I think it's an interesting memory. <laughs> we, we still react um, as if we're going to go to boarding school sometimes. Um, but I had friends, I, so I wouldn't say it was a wonderful time for me. I hated leaving home and going. Uh, but I had friends who really loved going to school and um, thought that that was the best thing that had ever happened to them. I went, I had a very good school um, and dorm parents who were really great and really good staff. It was a conservative Baptist school, but um, you know, a lot of people who leave home come away with real trauma um, at very young ages. And so, yeah, I, that I'm not traumatized. I'm just very, very melancholy. Hmm, that's interesting. Sure. Did you have siblings in? No, I'm an only child. Okay. So, yep. And so uh, that, my mom that has is to... the oldest of eight. So oh that gosh. was nicer. But uh, yeah, I'm an only right. child. So that must have made your boarding um, school experience different than some of your friends. Yeah, mo- most people had siblings at school, and um, and you know, so on Sundays you'd have to eat with your family groups in the dining room, which a lot of people hated. <laughs> But I hated it because I always filled into other people's tables as the single person. So, um, and then I don't know why, but Sunday dinner, most, a lot of people I know always had a long headache on Sunday. And part of that was sitting through Sunday dinner in the dining room. Um, So it's not, so there's something um, that the pathos of Sunday is, uh, is especially hard, I think, on little kids and even teenagers mm. if they're away from home. We're talking with Ann Kennedy. Mm-hmm. Ann is the author of Nailed It, 365 Sarcastic Devotionals for Angry and Worn Out People. So, Ann, uh, now you and your husband, Matt, y- you have um, more than several children, and none currently are in boarding school, are they not? No, I I seriously overcompensated for my childhood. Yeah. I had a a lot of kids in a sort of desperate, you know, potentially psychotic way. And I, I am homeschooling them all. So if you want to accuse me of backlash, I, I, I totally accept that. No. <laughs> it's more than understandable. It really is. I know a lot of my um, friends from school are homeschooling now. I mean, I think it's just 
the way that things have kind of sorted out in the United States, but um, uh, it's also kind of fun to go completely the other direction. Right. So then does that model still exist? (laughs) Pardon? Does the model still exist, Anne, of a boarding school for missionary children? Uh, Yes. There's a really, our school was actually um, closed. Uh, There was a, a, a civil war in Ivory Coast, and the school was evacuated by the Marines, actually, in the 90s, which was very exciting. You can go Google it. It's, it's, the news stories are really cool. Uh, but in, most of the kids at that point went to Dakar Academy in Senegal, and um, I think that there are still long, uh, you know, old, old missionary schools around Africa and Asia, and uh, yeah, it's a very, it's a thing that you do, especially as you get older, just like homeschooling gets hard for um, people in the U.S. when you head towards high school, you can homeschool on the mission field to one degree or another, but eventually it can be really isolated. Um, you know, I, I was the only child um, in my village who did not go away to get married around the age 13 or 14. <laughs> And wow. so my friends in the village were all getting married and it was better maybe for me to go away and go to school because that wasn't the kind of, I wasn't planning to do that. Um, in fact, I didn't get married until I was 25 and my village um, thought that I was well past marriage age and were worried. Mm-hmm. And when I took Matt to Africa to greet everyone, they all thanked him um, with, I thought, a lot more enthusiasm than they needed to because I was not actually washed up yet, but they were really sure that I was. Oh, oh thank gosh. you for rescuing her, they said. Oh, my oh, gosh. That's, yes, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> hey, and uh, take one minute. Uh, talk to us about Nailed It because um, uh, your first book uh, was released and then it came out of print, but now it's back in print again. It is back in print. It's um, 365 um, readings for angry angry and worn out people. We took the word sarcastic out of the title and put it straight into the book. So it's even more sarcastic than ever. <laughs> oh, good. Oh, good. And, Extra strength, um, sarcastic. It's, uh, you can get it everywhere. Um, well, Amazon and Christian Book Distributors, Hearts and Minds Bookstore. And um, it's available. So you can also get it on Kindle and read it immediately. And I, uh, I think that so far people don't seem totally disappointed, uh, but it's, it's well worked over. I think it's a really good book this time around, and I'm excited to find out if people like it. Wonderful. That's Ann Kennedy. Find out more information about her at pathios.com or look us up at johnnycathyshow.com. Thank you, Ann. Happy, Happy Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving to you. Thank you. As life gets back to normal and we start heading back to work, don't leave your leftover stash of toilet paper exposed to rodents. Send them packing the most humane way with plug-in pest-free. 
G'day, I'm Scott from Plug-In Pest Free, the electromagnetic device that utilises the active wiring in your home or business to keep rodents and pests away. 100% chemical free and environmentally friendly. Just plug it in, it's that simple. My strongest performer, the Pro Unit, is good for most homes and small businesses up to 4,000 square feet. Now that's fair income. Is your home or business protected? If not, order yours today at gopestfree.com. Use promo code SAVE20 for 20% off. That's gopestfree.com, promo code SAVE20. gopestfree.com, promo code SAVE20. Don't spray and regret, plug in and forget. I'm Dr. Baker, an ER physician. If you're having leg pain, swelling or redness, but haven't talked to your doctor yet, don't wait. This could be deep vein thrombosis, a blood clot which could travel to your lungs and lead to a pulmonary embolism, which could cause chest pain or discomfort or difficulty breathing and be deadly. Your symptoms could mean something serious, so don't wait. Talk to a doctor right away by phone, online, or in person. Brought to you by Bristol-Myers Squibb and Pfizer. Hi, this is Tun Chilkin on behalf of Light of Life Rescue Mission. Thanksgiving has great meeting for the entire team at the mission. And it reaches far beyond a few football games and eating too much turkey. We're thankful for you, the caring Pittsburgh community, and the generous ways you continue to reach out and help us touch the lives of those in need. Today I'm asking you to join our team to help us share the priceless gift of hope by visiting lightoflife.org and donating generously today. First Presbyterian Church is a beacon of light and love to this community. The message that I hear sustains me for the whole week. I love this church because of the diversity and the music and the people. The incredible beauty of the space. A warm, welcoming congregation. The people are amazing and truly love one another and Christ, and our pastor preaches the gospel. I want everybody in Pittsburgh to come and experience. First Presbyterian Church of Pittsburgh, in the heart of the city, with the city in its heart. You've worked hard to provide for your family, but what happens when you're no longer here? You know, when people plan for retirement, they sometimes forget to consider their financial legacy. Your assets should go where you want them to go, not where some probate court decides. So why not be proactive? Kevin Bach can show you how to pass your assets along to your loved ones in the most tax-efficient way possible. Call Kevin at 724-837-3553 or online at IntegrityRetirementSolutions.com. Insurance and annuities offered through Kevin Bach. PA Insurance License Number 352896. Our kids were little. We used to go every year annually to Hartwood Acres at Christmas time. And, you know, they were so little that we would just, like, drive through super slow. And there were these beautiful light displays. Well, Hartwood Acres has not done that. I bet it's been a decade or so. But there are other places around the city and western Pennsylvania. You can still do this. Um, how about this? A 45-minute light show synchronized with the holiday music from the warmth and safety of your vehicle. It's called the Holiday Laser Show. It's at North Park Pool Parking Lot. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of space there. That's where I learned September how to 10th drive, John. To the 20th. Uh, yeah, that's where you learned to drive. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> Good. Yeah. So if you did this, 15 bucks a vehicle. Uh, Grove City Chamber of Commerce is also doing a Christmas in the Park event, celebrating its 13th year. You, um, again, drive around. There's music. And uh, what is this costing you? It's, uh, it's free. That's free. Uh, Pittsburgh Zoo is doing the same thing, November 27th through the 3rd. Uh, the Zoo Lights drive through. Okay. And um, that's whew, that's a little 
That's 60 bucks a vehicle. What? 60 bucks. Yeah. Zoo members pay 40 bucks. See, I never did this. So it's very enjoyable. Is it really? Yeah, it really is. It's not enjoyable. So I'm I'm glad that you're saying it is. The Winter Festival of Lights at Ogle Bay, 300 acres, a six mile drive, uh, 25 bucks a vehicle. But, you know, it's you're playing Christmas music on the radio. You're laughing. Ooh, look at that. Look at that. It's fun. At least you get you out of the house for a while, 101.5 too. 101.5 WORDFM Pittsburgh. On your smart speaker by saying, play the word Pittsburgh. And on your phone via the Word FM mobile app. iHeart, tune in, and at radio.com. With SRN News, I'm John Scott. President Trump has pardoned former National Security Advisor General Michael Flynn today. The pardon, the final step in a case the Justice Department abruptly moved to dismiss, insisting that General Flynn should have never been interviewed by the FBI in the first place, only to have U.S. District Judge Emmett Sullivan refuse the request and appoint a former judge to argue against the federal government's position. A Pennsylvania state court issued an injunction blocking any potential further certification of election results in the state pending a hearing to be held on Friday, the case being separate from the federal lawsuit by President Trump's campaign. Stocks closing mixed on Wall Street. The markets will be closed Thursday for Thanksgiving and open for half a day on Friday. The Dow lost 173 points. The Nasdaq gained 57. This is SRN News. Our Faith and Family Mortgage Team is kind of like a pro football team. They've got their own language, Blue 42, Omaha, Z-Post Dive, and we've got our own language. DTI, PMI, or Cash Out Refinance in Omaha. They've got fancy end zone dances like the Icky Shuffle and the Salsa. And my dad has his happy customer dance. I call it the Awkward Shuffle by a man who loves chips and salsa. But maybe the biggest similarity is that we both have special advantages. They've got world-class athleticism and talent, and we definitely don't. But we do have a special direct lender advantage. Our team is part of a company that uses its own money and makes its own lending decisions within its own walls. There's no middleman, and this advantage often allows us to get you a better rate, saving you monthly and lifelong money. Come get a mortgage touchdown at United Faith Mortgage. We pay your appraisal fees up to $500. That's out-of-pocket money. United Mortgage Court, Melville, New York. MLS number 1330. Department of Banking. Mortgage Lender License number 22672. This story is called The Ugly Truth About Timeshares. If you think you've done your family a favor by buying a timeshare, Well, you need my help. Hello, I'm Chuck McDowell, founder and CEO of Wesley Financial Group. Ten years ago, I started helping folks cancel their timeshare. And the process started what's now called the timeshare cancellation industry. Timeshare is the only thing that you can buy that you can't tell me how much it's going to cost or when it's going to end. When you buy a timeshare, you give them a blank check to fill out any amount they want for annual maintenance and assessment fees. Sounds crazy, right? Well, the crazy thing is, this never ends. Stop the insanity today. Call my office now. I guarantee if we can't cancel your timeshare, you'll pay nothing. Were you lied to when buying a timeshare and want out? Get the facts about timeshare cancellation. Call Wesley now for your free information kit. 800-881-4242. 800-881-4242. 800-881-4242. now you've heard me talk about my pillow and how it literally changed my life. Hey, this is John Hall. My pillow does not go flat. You can wash and dry them as many times as you want. They maintain their shape and they're made in the USA. And for a limited time, Mike Lindell is offering his premium My Pillows for as low as prices ever. 
you can get a standard queen premium my pillow for just $29.98. Originally $69.98. That's a $40 savings. And kings are only $5 more. Not only are you getting the lowest price ever, $29.98 for a standard queen, but Mike is extending his 60-day money-back guarantee to March 1st, 2021. Go to mypillow.com, click on the radio listener square, use promo code WORD. Or you can call 1-800-391-0954. You'll find all the MyPillow products at MyPillow.com. But by calling right now at 1-800-391-0954, promo code WORD, you'll get yours soon. Tonight, we'll see mostly cloudy skies. It'll be mild with a couple of showers. Tonight's low 51. Thanksgiving Day tomorrow, a little morning rain, otherwise mostly cloudy, high 57. Tomorrow night, low clouds with a low of 45. Friday, we'll see times of clouds and sunshine. Expect a high Friday of 52. Friday night, partly cloudy, low 37. Saturday, partly sunny with a high of 46. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Drew Shannon. Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy, live from the Salem-Pittsburgh studios. And now, here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. Last uh, two weeks or so, we've been talking about the weird Thanksgiving food at your dinner table Mm -hmm. tomorrow, and we've uh, solicited recipes from you, our listeners. And boy, we were not disappointed because we got some doozies. I mean, holy smokes. The things that people, you know, a lot of the recipes that were given to us, sent our way, Mm -hmm. have deep emotional connections. Yes. Uh Uh-huh. They make them because they remind them of their mom or their grandma or that my dad always liked this or my son loves this or whatever. Right. The sentimentality of it all, I think, sort of overrode the the taste experience, mm-hmm. at least from the limited uh, perspective that Kath and I had. Now, Kath, uh, she narrowed down these submissions first um, to five, then mauled over those five, and then decided she would cook or she would create two of those recipes. And then uh, herself and then myself, uh, I was able to sample the two remainders, and uh, we essentially chose a winner. Did we not, Kath? Not just essentially. I think we did choose a winner. Mm, yeah. Yeah. We want to uh, give huge kudos to Stacy Riggle Al Sabah for winning the 2020 Weird Thanksgiving Recipe Contest in the Thanks, Ride Stace. Home. Stacy uh, sent us a recipe for her uh, grandma Stella Bella's Banya Calda. And it's something that mm. I've never heard of before. It's a traditional, yeah. um, I guess it's not traditionally Italian. I guess it's a, from a particular region in Italy. Called I have no Piedmont. idea. I'm not real familiar with regions in Italy. So I just understand what I read online. Anyway, I made it and it's awesome. Mm-hmm. John? I loved it. Yeah. I mean, you know, so in the weird area, I mean, weird area that we're in, Kath and I don't, have not seen each other for a while. You know, mm-hmm. we're broadcasting Lots. from our respective spare rooms. So I drove out to Kath's house yesterday and uh, she in her in her best i mean really what a hostess i tried sat out there on the, the bottom of her front porch in between two big flower pots yellow flower pots and set up a little taste area for me and i went at it now uh, the, the first one i tried uh who, who submitted that cat yeah so that's bonnie antonucci she's our runner-up congratulations mm-hmm. to you bonnie for your submission of the corned beef jello salad mm-hmm. let's not get carried away Mm-hmm. Let's hold on now. 
I now mean, here's yeah here's the thing i mean the corned beef jello salad bonnie and you know this because she she said this in her email her submission mm-hmm. email it's like a wacky selection of items that yeah. probably shouldn't go together uh-huh yeah i mean you wouldn't walk into a deli and say hey g- give me a scoop of that right that, that corned beef jello salad no no right and, however how, yeah go ahead you go first and I, i'm not i can hurt your feelings bonnie it's just ugly yeah, it's not. It has a problem appearance-wise. I problem. Think it yeah, I think you know what it looks like. It kind of looks like a, a brain. It could. It could be brain-like. Mm-hmm. I really believe, and I say this after eating it for lunch today. Um, what? I be- Wait, I, yeah, you had some for lunch? I did. Yes, I did. I really like it. I mean it. I really like it. But here's the thing. It's better if you don't look at it first. Okay. So it's a jello mold with corned beef and what else? Eggs, hard boiled eggs, oh, right. celery, onion, miracle whip. Mm-hmm. As I remember. And Bond says she loved this because her mom loved this. Right. And then of course you pour lemon jello over it because you have to make it into a gelatin. I right. mean, it's a strange thing that humans do with gelatin. And I appreciate Bonnie for sending that. I got such a kick out of the recipe and I like it. It's just, you kind of have to shut your eyes. <laughs> anyway, if you would like to see what it is that we're talking about and uh, kind of watch the tale as it unfolded, please go to our Facebook page, The Ride Home with Johnny Kathy. And John, you'll put it up on our Instagram, right? tonight. Oh yeah, for sure. Well, yeah. I'm, and, I'm actually uh, going to a restaurant and saying, this is a really good dish, but you got to close your eyes while you eat it. Listen, it might be, I'm just being honest about it. Because it might be a possum for all Bonnie, know. you know. Bonnie right? knows. Yeah. Anyway, um, you can watch the video of with the goings on. And it's posted right now on our Facebook page, The Ride Home with Johnny Kathy. So congratulations to Stacey Al- Riggle Al-Sabah for her winning entry, for Bonnie Antonucci for coming in second. Both of them will receive generous prizes. And the rest of you, thank you so much for just giving us a yeah. lot of laughs and joy over the last couple of weeks. Sure was. Okay, I'm reading an article uh, about women are secretly relieved to be off the hook for the holidays this year. Oh, yeah? And in this article, there's a quote here from Melanie Phillips, who lives in New York, spending the day with just her husbands and kids. She says, quote, I am looking forward to the opportunity to choose how we get to spend the day instead of exhausting ourselves, pleasing the extended family. Mm. She said, every year I cook for people. There's uh in my in my food group, there's two vegetarians. There's someone who has a wheat disorder. There's someone who has a sugar disorder. And she said, nobody likes the turkey, but we feel compelled to do it because it's a family tradition. And I'm the chef. And she says he always feels exhausted and um, yeah. really sort of kicked aside. Mm-hmm. So this year, she's saying, man, I'm looking forward to this. It's fascinating because I, I would imagine this is probably a pretty common theme yes. for a lot of hostesses who do this year in and year out. And you are yourself, Kathy, uh-huh. you do this. Yeah. I, don't, I was trying to think of how many years I've been doing Thanksgiving at my house. I probably, I think it's about 10. Mm-hmm. And I really love it because I have such a nice family. I mean, my family is just every person. And I, I, I know this, your people are going to be like, she's making that up. But I, I really mean it. The people in my family are just, you know, kind and generous and accommodating. And so I never felt like I had to make all these different things for all these different people. Right. Um, however, it is just 
very stressful. It is hard to prepare a big meal like that and have everything ready at the same time, especially if you have a little tiny kitchen like I have. And if you want to see how little my kitchen is, you can look at the video on Facebook right now, the ride home with John and Kathy. It is a small room. So it's just this year is, is so much. I mean, I miss all my family who can't be here at the same time. It's just way, way less stress than I have ever. I can even remember from Thanksgiving since I was a kid. Wow. All right, good. So tomorrow you're just going to what? Wake up and have a little what? Bonbons? Well, I'm, well, I'm going to have to set up I'm going to set my alarm to put the turkey in at the appropriate time. What time my, is that? My mayonnaise turkey. Was it 7 a.m.? Nah, I don't think so. I think it'll go in around 8:30. Oh, that's not bad. So I really I mean I really don't have to set an alarm. No, I mean, you know, I just you know, want to set an alarm. Noon. I want I would just want to know exactly when this is going to happen because again, right. you want when you get the meal, you have to plan it out. Listen to what's when's going, you know, what's Surely. when and when. Right. So right. I'm going to do mashed potatoes and sweet potatoes and one of my kids uh, or maybe both of them want the green bean casserole. So I'll do that and I was thinking I'd make a rice dish this year maybe. Okay. Very nice. Mhm. Thanks for asking, John. What will you yeah. be doing and what time will you be getting up to put the turkey in? I will not be getting up to put the turkey in. Um, I'm not quite sure. You know, uh, the plans are in process. Mm-hmm. Uh, we are having a turkey, a small-ish turkey, mm-hmm. right? Maybe I think it's a 10 or 11 pounds or something yeah, like that. me too. And uh, we're doing the green bean, ca- green bean casserole. Mm-hmm. We're doing some mac and cheese this year by oh. special request. Yeah, it's okay. making, it, making its appearance. Now, will you be cooking uh, which of these dishes? Uh, that'd be zero. Zero of these right. dishes. Yeah. Uh-huh. You know, here's a weird thing. My wife, you know, um, uh, she, <laughs> this sounds so cheesy. Okay. I'm going to say it anyway. My lo- my wife really likes to be in the kitchen. Oh, gosh. <laughs> yeah, Mike. You know how much John's wife likes she to be li- in the kitchen? She likes to be in the kitchen. Yeah, right. She does. She tells me that. Yeah. You know, she yeah. says, hey, it's really, it's really enjoyable to me to be in the kitchen. I'm like, yeah. is that because okay, maybe you're not All in right. the kitchen? Yeah, that might be part of it. <laughs> That could have something could, to do with it. You know, I'm in the other room or something like that. I was looking forward to see, uh, checking out the Steelers tomorrow evening. Um, You're you know, not going to be. Try to exclude um, cleanup for myself, but uh, that's not going to happen either, is it? I have the last three weeks game saved on my DVR. Maybe I'll watch them. No, nah, it's okay. Just wait until okay. Sunday and suffer right. through it. it. Hey, um, a little later on in the show, we're excited because uh, around 5.40, Tim Keller is going to join us with his wife, Kathy. Kathy Keller, you may know, is a native Pittsburgher. She's a Yinzer, and uh, Tim and Kathy have been joining us talking about a, a city and Tim's cancer treatments and all that. So you want to stay tuned for Tim and Kathy Keller around 540. We'll take a break though and come back. The doctor is in monthly. We have a psychiatrist who joins us. Kurt uh, Thompson is going to join us. How we move our thoughts and our bodies, especially during the COVID era. Kurt Thompson's next here on the ride home on word FM. Pittsburgh's favorite Christian music is here on the weekend. With the best new music. New new music. Here to stay, new music from Hannah Kerr. Now my hope is look no further by Evie McKinney. And no Feels Like Joy from Micah Tyler. Feels like joy. The best new music and Pittsburgh's favorites. Brought to you by Trinity Jewelers and Dennis Spira and Associates. 101.5 WORD. On the weekend. If you've fallen behind in your credit card payments during the shutdown, you're probably feeling some added pressures. And even a brief history of late payments can lead to a big drop in your credit score. 
But you don't have to solve these problems alone. Trinity Debt Management can help. We'll work with your creditors, put a stop to late fees and other penalties, and make a plan that helps you get caught up. We'll also consolidate your bills into one easy-to-manage monthly payment and negotiate much lower interest rates. Not only will you find immediate relief, you'll save thousands. And don't worry, it's not a loan. It's a smart way to get back on track. All you have to do is give Trinity a quick call, and we'll take care of the rest. Right now, no one really knows what the future will bring. But one thing is for sure. If your debt has you down, we should talk. Here's the number. Call one 800 990 6976. That's 1 800 990 6976. We're all thinking a lot more about staying safe these days. Windows R Us Pittsburgh is no different. When it comes to working around your home, Windows R Us remains committed to the safety of you and your family. For roofs, gutters, and downspouts, siding, and of course, windows, Windows R Us Pittsburgh can answer the call. With over 50 years of home remodeling experience, Windows R Us has earned its reputation as the area's premier exterior replacement company. And all work will be done in strict compliance with the government's social distancing guidelines. If you've had damage, you may be eligible for free repair or replacement. Visit WindowsRUsPittsburgh.com for a free inspection from one of the highly trained appraisers. You'll love their no-pressure approach, no hidden fees, and one of the fastest turnaround times in the industry from a company that will never skip down when it comes to honoring their warranty. Why pay double? Trust the area's premier exterior replacement company, WindowsRUsPittsburgh.com. That's WindowsRUsPittsburgh.com. What do you want to da-da-da? What do y'all want to da-da-da? I have not a doll with a da-da-da. We could switch to Progressa, da Oh, y'all. We could switch to Progressa and za. Mm-hmm. We could saw enough to buy some za. Oh, y'all. Let's switch to Progressa, da and get some za with the money we saw. Yeah. Now we know we're going to da da-da-da. These days, nothing is normal and everything is weird. But you could still save big when you switch to Progressive. It might just be the most normal thing you da-da-da. Quote da at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Dr. Is is in. Dr. Kurt Thompson is with us. Dr. Thompson is a psychiatrist in private practice in Falls Church, Virginia, author of The Soul of Shame, Retelling the Stories We Believe About Ourselves. Uh, Kurt, uh, Dr. Thompson, happy Thanksgiving to you. How are you? I'm fine, thanks, John. And Kathy, thanks so much. It's great to be with you. Thank Terrific. you. Always a pleasure. Yeah, always good to have you, Kurt. Okay, so if oh. I were to ask you, Kurt, so how are you doing? What would what would you say, and what goes into that answer? Well, um, I'd have to say that I'm, uh, you know, when, when people ask me this question, I would say I uh, have lots of things that are really uh, good about my life, and I'm thankful for, and lots of things that feel uh, kind of broken. And in the middle of it, in the middle of my longing and my um, longing and my grief. Uh, I find uh, joy in being able to do something that's, you know, do any number of things that are right in front of me. Hmm. Okay. So talk about the things that you do right in front of you. How does that contribute to how you're feeling about you or about your circumstance? Well, you know, uh, one of the things that is really difficult for us, given I'm just thinking we're, we're, we're uh, pushing up against Thanksgiving and, you know, we, we're supposed to be hosting our daughter and son-in-law who would be coming from out of town. And we just got word today that our son-in-law is sick and we don't know if he has COVID or not, but point is that they can't move. They can't move. They can't get on a plane to come to be where we are. And in addition, there are lots of ways in which I think that I'm 
good or bad, I'm okay or not okay, depending upon how much agency I have, how much I can determine and move things in my world. Can I make sure that my child will be okay? Can I make sure that my job will be okay? Can I move lots of things that are out there away from me? And I find myself not paying attention to the things that I can do that are right in front of me, such as everything from can I decide that I'm going to go for a walk to can I pick up my phone and call my cousin and tell him how grateful I am for the note that he sent me? Can I take the time right now to express my gratitude to my wife for all the hard work that she's doing and preparing for this meal tomorrow, for which now we're not going to have as many people. All those kinds of things have to do with this notion of agency and movement. And when my attention goes to lots of things that I can't do anything about, I end up not drawing my attention to those things that I can do something about. Mm. And, and yes. if I'm not moving, if I'm not moving, I get anxious. I become anxious not just because I think of the big things out ahead of me that I'm not going to be able to do or the ways in which I imagine the world is going to go wrong, but because I'm not paying attention to the things that are right in front of me that I can take action to move and as such draw the focus of my attention to the present moment. And I activate the, the, the brain cells in the front part of my brain that lead me to be less anxious. And if I'm doing things in this moment to create movement in this moment, that's a moment that I remember and I recall that moment. And if I am mm. recalling lots of those moments in a row, I stack those up over the course of my day. And when I go back and think about my day in the middle of the evening, I actually don't have a list of memories of moments of being anxious. I have a list of memories of moments in which I was being active and being and, and moving in that present moment, yes, doing very, very small things. But in the course of doing those small things, I collect a total memory package that tells me I can do things in the world that are meaningful. And that becomes the hard deck on which I anticipate what my day tomorrow will be like. And mm. there tomorrow, I can also move instead of being anxious, as Jesus says, don't be anxious for tomorrow, because today has enough worries of its own. Okay, I have to tell you something, Kurt. This is really interesting, because I have like a, an insight to example. Um, my, my daughter, our 18-year-old daughter, had COVID. Um, she got sick mm. maybe two and a half weeks ago, and so we had to go get her mm. at school bring her back to the house. She's doing very well now, but we had to spend a 10 day period where she was on the other side of this wall and she was sick and we, you know, had to bring her everything. We didn't see her face for 10 days. You know, it was just mm. kind of an anxious time. And mm. as a result of her being here, my husband and I had to be under a 14 day quarantine according to the health department. So we did not Kurt leave our house for 14 days, yeah. except to go for a walk, but we yeah. didn't get in the car. We didn't yeah. do anything. Yesterday was my get out day. Okay. So, I, mm -hmm. <laughs> so I went grocery shopping with 10,000 other crazy people and in the yeah. middle of a pandemic. And I went to the plumber supply store. Now this has <laughs> got to be the most boring outing in all of world history, but I'm serious. I got into bed last night. I closed my eyes and I found myself <laughs> Looking fondly back. <laughs> plumber supply. I'm plumber supply. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, amazing.
Yes. So that's indeed. exactly what you're saying, right? That's exactly right. And I think that there's no there's no question there's no question that the pandemic has placed us in this position in which we do feel so much more immobilized. There's no question about that. And you know, one of the things that we talk about in you know eighth grade biology, freshman biology, that one of the basic signs of life is movement, whether you're talking about the cilia on a bacteria or you're talking about the gait of a human as we walk down the street, movement is a sign of life. And when our movement is restricted, no wonder our lives feel restricted. And one of the things that we, it's, it's not just this pandemic, but relationships can be restricting. Shame can be restricting. There are whole ways in which evil wants to disrupt our capacity to move because evil knows that movement, to move, is to create. Now, I'm not quite sure what you were doing in the plumber's aisle. Maybe you were there to get stuff that you're going to bring home and, like, you're going to create something with whatever all those, you know, pipes and faucets are that you were there, like, purchasing. And we're all very proud of that. But this notion that movement is not just random. Movement is intended with purpose and to create, whether it's going for a walk, which means I'm creating a healthier body. If it's going to the kitchen where I'm going to create a meal for someone, whether I'm going to my studio and I'm going to paint something that is going to bring forth beauty out of me. These notions of what are we doing sometimes get kind of blindsided and overwhelmed by all of my imagined things that I'm not able to do. I can name all kinds of things that I can't do because this is what anxiety would have me paying attention to. But instead, Jesus is saying to us, look, you can think all day long until the cows come home about all the things tomorrow and the next day and the next day that you can't do. But what I'm asking you to do is to answer the question, what can you do right now? Right. Who is Dr. the person Thompson's that you can pick up the phone I just want to say, who's the person you can pick up the phone and call and offer to them your love and support? Who's the person that you can speak to with gratitude? Who's the person to whom you can move and demonstrate that life is on the way? That's good. Dr. Kurt Thompson, the author of Soul, The Soul of Shame, retelling the stories we believe about ourselves. Now, Kurt, now, you know, the, the adage is that a, a body in motion tends to stay in motion. A body at rest tends to stay at rest. Now, I'm not feeling too anxious during this COVID time. And to be honest, I'm pretty content staying at home. Um, mm -hmm. So this whole, you know, notion of anxiety and, you know, tamping it down with, you know, I, I get what you're saying. I really like it. But for those of us who really are not anxious, this is a good time. I'm kind of like resting in the Lord and, and not to over spiritualize it, but I, I really like being here. Sure you do. And, you know, and where and, and we would say, well, you know, um, it, it, it's entirely possible. We've heard this from a lot of people. How many people have you heard like, gosh, I think I could work from home forever because like, I'm, you know, if I'm not around people, then I won't be anxious. So we, we would say, well, well, you know, well, of course, I mean, that wouldn't be good for my business. And so, you know, we'll, we'll, only in small doses. But the point being that this whole notion of motion, of movement, what's important is we, it may be true that we are less anxious because we're staying at home. But my guess would be that if we want to take that to extremes and say, well, John, what does that mean to be at home? Does that mean that you sit in one chair and never move oh, no, no. in that chair? 
Right. What, what are the things like, what does being at home enable you to do that you otherwise might not be able to do because our lives are so frenetically paced? For many people, what COVID has done is it has allowed us to be in a posture of solitude. It's allowed us to be in a posture of rest. But the frenetic pace of our life, the pace and rhythm of that life is so pronounced that we're actually not able to move in a pace that is reasonable. And so movement in and of itself is important, but there's also a cadence to that movement. There is a rhythm to that movement. This is why we have Sabbathing. This is why the Hebrews, though they never once followed it, would have a Sabbath year, the year of Jubilee that they never implemented, that was intended for us to rest. And when we say rest, we don't mean that we do nothing. We simply mean that we move in a different way. When Mm -hmm. we go to sleep at night, my brain starts to work very differently. I'm asleep, but I'm not just sleeping. I'm working very differently with my brain cleaning out all the waste product that has been collecting throughout the day. And so these movements to home, like movements to solitude, enable us then to be with the Lord in order to move then back to connection and community, in which we do our work of giving and interchange that prepare us then to go back to space of solitude. But all of this is in relationship with one another. So I'm not just moving myself. I want to be able to move in relationship to other people as well. And so we say it's not just is Kurt out moving, but is Kurt out moving for what purpose and to whom is his movement directed? When we say then we're going to create movement of creativity, movement of thought, I have solitude that enables me to think and to write. That's movement of a different kind that perhaps my more anxiously paced, busy life doesn't allow me to pursue. But Mm, these kinds of shifts in movement from solitude to connection to solitude to connection create the kind of rhythm and pace that allows creativity to come to the forefront. And especially in times like this, when we feel so straitjacketed, for some of us feel so straitjacketed by the pandemic. As Dr. Kurt Thompson, psychiatrist in private practice from Falls Church, Virginia, author of The Soul of Shame, retelling the stories we believe about ourselves. Thank you, Dr. Kurt. Happy Thanksgiving. Very good wisdom, Kurt. Thank you so much. You bet. You bet. Thanks. Happy Thanksgiving. Thank you. You as well. Is the cost of finishing the basement worth the benefit of some peace and quiet? When questions find you, Merrill Edge Self-Directed Investing can help you find answers with personalized planning tools and insights to help you get where you want to go, even if it's just downstairs. Merrill, a Bank of America company. Visit MerrillLedge.com slash within reach to get started today. Investing involves risk. Merrill Lynch, Pierce, Fenner, and Smith Incorporated. Registered broker-dealer, member SIPC. Investment products are not FDIC-insured or not bank-guaranteed and may lose value. Well, in-person learning at most colleges across the country and at Grove City College here locally have just about ended, if not already. To survive the semester, it required a large measure of planning, good decision-making, and flexibility on the part of the staff and the students. So, first and foremost, because of low numbers, kudos to Grove City College for meeting in person from the beginning of the semester until now. That really says a lot about the excellence of Grove City College. 
look, um, both Kath and I have kids there. We personally invested in this process. And Kath, although it wasn't perfect, it was a really good semester, wasn't it? Yeah I, yeah, I can't tell you how many times my husband and I talked to our kids and said, you know, thank God that you are in a place where you can actually be in class in person. Now, look, there were all sorts of isolations and quarantines and, you know, like every other college, the last month has been absolute craziness. I've just been grateful for the fact that, as you said, John, people there at Grove City have a strong enough um uh, knowledge and appreciation of authority and they're willing to be able to change things up if they have to at the last minute to just keep things going till the end of the semester and i don't know i've just been grateful for them the whole way through now of course we don't know what next semester or fall of 21 is going to look like but if you're looking for a quality education grow city college gcc.edu a message from the American Migraine Foundation. It's an absolute nightmare. There's pain that does not stop. I feel trapped by migraine. Migraine is a disabling disease. I feel like I'm dying. You feel like the world's closing in on you. There's nothing you can do. It's like you're trapped in your head. There's no escaping it. You can't leave your body. Don't suffer alone. Make your move against migraine. Visit AmericanMigraineFoundation.org to find help, learn more, and get connected. Hi, I'm Brooke Burke. Do you ever consider just how important your feet are? They're quite literally the foundation of your body. And if you don't take care of them, you're asking for problems. That's why I wear Skechers' new ArchFit shoes. Skechers teamed up with podiatrists to make a shoe that provides total foot and arch support. They used 20 years of data to design a podiatrist-certified insole that distributes support across the arch no matter what foot type you have, providing extreme comfort. Get Skechers' new ArchFit at a Skechers store near you, Skechers.com, or wherever stylish shoes are sold. Listen on your smart speaker, the Word FM app at wordfm.com, iHeart, TuneIn, and on radio.com. In the car or at home, too, at 101.5 WORDFM, Pittsburgh. Tonight we'll see mostly cloudy skies. It'll be mild with a couple of showers. Tonight's low 51. Thanksgiving Day tomorrow, a little morning rain, otherwise mostly cloudy, high 57. Tomorrow night, low clouds with a low of 45. Friday, we'll see times of clouds and sunshine. Expect a high Friday of 52. Friday night, partly cloudy, low 37. Saturday, partly sunny with a high of 46. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Drew Shannon. before Thanksgiving, thinking about what makes sense and what doesn't. And I got something on my mind now because of what I'm cooking tomorrow. And so I ask you, John, the electric knife. Does that make sense? Well, having carved a turkey or a ham, I believe that the electric knife makes perfect sense. The ease of operation, the speed, the accuracy. Yeah, I'm a fan of the electric knife. Are you? Does it make sense to you? No, it does not. What? Listen, I mean, I got a hand and my knife, my carving knife is better than my electric knife. And I can get into, you know, little crevices and things with my knife that I can't get with my electric knife and I got the cord hanging down. Right. And it's, you know, some noise I don't think I want. I, I... Yeah, but here's the deal: the the speed and expediency, because you know you've got a table of people waiting for that turkey and or ham. Let's get it going. No, I, I'm, I always get not, anxious. No, I, you're not convincing me. Sorry, I would say that my electric knife does not make sense. Really? 
I would say that. Okay, all right. <clears throat> I was going through some papers the other day, and I came across something I'd not seen in a long time, which were a stack of letters. My mother was a prolific letter uh, letter writer, and immediately, you know, I had this emotional response because you know why? I see her handwriting. Mm. This beautiful cursive, and. I'm of the age where cursive where was kind of like still there, but making its way out. Remember cursive at the top of the, uh, the blackboard in elementary school. And I can still write in cursive, but I, I tend to write my own style. But I see people's handwriting. Now, my children, they have no cursive, and their handwriting is absolutely horrendous. I think it's not a thing anymore. People have sort of gone by the wayside. But there's artistry and there's skill and beauty in cursive. So I say to you, Kath, cursive handwriting. Does that make sense? Yes. Yes, it does. I'm I'm fully behind everything you're saying and indicting myself because my handwriting, a disaster. You write in cursive, though, don't you? I do. You a know, hybrid? When I, yeah. From when I went to design school, you know, I, I write in all caps. Oh. And so I do a strange combination of things. It's not good. No. But to you, it's legible. It's legible, right. but I agree with you, John. Right. Handwriting, cursive. Yeah. Heck yeah. That makes it a makes lot sense. of sense. Stay with us. Tim and Kathy Keller, they're next here on The Ride Home. WORD. Did you know the devil imitates biblical prophecy? He's been using the same scheme from the beginning of time. Do you know what it is? Well, find out this week on Through the Bible, along with the only thing guaranteed to defeat Satan's plans. I'm Steve Schwetz, inviting you to travel through the wild and wonderful Old Testament book of Zechariah with us. Through the Bible, this evening at 9 p.m. on 101.5 WORD. What if I told you you could save a child's life for just $28? Well, it's true. Preborn is a ministry doing just that with the help of people just like you by offering free ultrasound sessions to pregnant women and girls who might otherwise choose to end their pregnancy. We know that pregnant girls and women who can see their babies on ultrasound are far more likely to choose life. Your gift today can save babies' lives. Just $28 can give a mother who is abortion-minded the chance to see the truth of the baby baby that is growing inside her. $140 can do that for five girls and women. And a $15,000 gift will provide an ultrasound machine that will save lives for years to come. Whether you want to save one baby or five or hundreds, that opportunity is just a phone call or click away. There's no better time than now to save a baby's life. And right now, your gift is matched dollar for dollar, doubling your impact. Call 833-850-BABY. That's 833-850-2229. Or give online at preborn.org slash radio. By now, you've heard me talk about MyPillow and how it literally changed my life. Hey, this is John Hall. MyPillow does not go flat. You can wash and dry them as many times as you want. They maintain their shape and they're made in the USA. And for a limited time, Mike Lindell is offering his premium MyPillows for as low as prices ever. You can get a standard queen premium MyPillow for just $29.98, originally $69.98. That's a $40 savings, and kings are only $5 more. Not only are you getting the lowest price ever, $29.98 for a standard queen, but Mike is extending his 60-day money-back guarantee to March 1st, 2021. Go to MyPillow.com. 
click on the radio listener square, use promo code word, or you can call 1-800-391-0954. You'll find all the MyPillow products at MyPillow.com, but by calling right now at 1-800-391-0954, promo code word, you'll get yours soon. Help at Home, formerly Excel Home Care, is proud to offer benefits to heroes of home care, including Hero Pay and Hero Sign-On bonuses. Any caregiver who joins the Help at Home team is eligible for a Hero Pay $500 sign-on bonus plus ongoing bonus pay. We know it's been a difficult time. Help at Home wants to make sure you get the Hero Pay you deserve. Give us a call today to find out more or go to helpathomepa.com. That's helpathomepa.com. Kathy and Tim Keller are with us. The Kellers are founders of Redeemer Presbyterian Church in New York City, which was started back in 1989. Tim Keller, of course, is the New York Times bestselling author, The Reason for God and the Prodigal God, sold over 2 million copies. And Kathy Keller, the author of Jesus, Justice, and Gender Roles. Kathy Keller is a native of Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, and uh, we're always happy to welcome you to the show. Uh, Tim and Kath, happy Thanksgiving to you. Thanks for being with us. Well, thank you for inviting us. To you too. It's always a pleasure. Yeah, we're excited to hear from you guys. We want to hear about your Thanksgiving traditions. But, of course, first, Tim, we want an update. Tell us how you're feeling. Oh, well, I'm getting chemotherapy for uh, my cancer, and that means uh, every two weeks, which means I have one pretty bad week and one pretty good week. And you are – I'm talking to you right on the right on the turn <laughs> from the bad okay. week to the good week. From bad to good? There, yeah, every other Wednesday – so last Wednesday I had it, and so I'm uh, but happy to talk to you right now. Very good. Yeah, okay, the cancer is so... not causing the problem. It's the treatment. It's, it's I know. Yeah, yeah, nasty. It's, yeah, it's, yeah, the cure is not worse than the disease, but it's actually it hurts too. <laughs> yeah, I bet it does. Okay, so then right on the cusp, Tim, which means that you perhaps would have a good appetite for Thanksgiving tomorrow. Is that true? That's right. Actually, uh, we were just talking about that 10 minutes ago saying I, my, my appetite returns. It's, it's not very good for the first week. And so Kathy says, just in time. <laughs> Terrific. Now, what does that mean? Does that mean, Tim, that you're going to throw off all your fetters and go into the kitchen yourself and uh, produce the dinner for your wife? Uh, no. We would have this scrambled is... eggs if he did that. <laughs> my, wife, my, I have to, my wife has failed over the years to disciple me in cooking. <laughs> <laughs> oh, is that how we're is that how we're positioning it? Oh, that's I have failed to disciple that, you. That's, okay, that's my best way of saying. I it. own that. I'll own that. <laughs> that's a good reason behind that, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, I couldn't trap him long enough to get him <laughs> to learn how to boil water. There that would go. be well, yes. a good right, reason. Right, but we want people we want people to excel in their gifting, right? Mm-hmm, Someone yeah. told me that yeah. once when I was that's cooking. True. I thought, yeah, I'll show yeah. you a gift. Yeah. I've been cooking since I was 12 for a family of seven, so it's it's a little hard to Uh, stop, really. Just Tim would just slow things down. So then what does uh, Thanksgiving look like in New York City? I mean, um, Uh, are the stores now still uh, engaged in the selling of turkeys and all the trimmings, or was it a more difficult find this year? No, yeah. everybody's everybody's um, selling everything. It, it, the stores are open and schools are open. The bars, uh, sadly, and the restaurants have never have not closed since they opened in the summer. So um, everything's pretty much operating as normal. What I don't know and I can't tell you is whether there's going to be a Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. 
I should have found out. I, in fact, I asked somebody. Oh yeah, and we they talked didn't about that. Either. I don't know. So the I deal have is no idea. apparently, Kath. It, so apparently, at the main entrance to Macy's on Thirty Fourth Street, they're going right. to do sort of a truncated Thanksgiving Day parade, right? You know, you know what that's like. They'll bring on, you know, right, in right. air quotes, celebrities, right? Do some numbers from a Broadway show or whatnot. But and I also heard that the floats will make their way in the regular p- parade route, although that'll be shorter. And instead of people holding onto the floats, they'll be attached to large SUVs. So uh-huh. we'll see. I wonder how they're going to keep the crowds away. That's the main thing is that people pack the, right. yeah. the sidewalks, which is going to be a little bit problematic. Everyone we know from Francis Collins on down and Tony Fauci says they're not having their family at their dinner table. It's the first time in right. 27 years, Francis said. And, if and you know, we looked at each other and said, if Francis and Tony are having their family at their table, guess we aren't either. So we're not that yeah. This technically would not have been our year to have Thanksgiving anyway. We switch off so that one year all the boys go to their in-laws for Thanksgiving and then they're with us on Christmas and the next year they reverse it. So technically we wouldn't have had them for Thanksgiving this year. And I was kind of looking forward to a Costco chicken and a can of uh, cranberry (laughs) sauce. But um, when when they canceled all their travel, as as many people have done, they are in town, but not coming to our table. So what happened was they said, but we don't want to miss the stuffing and the pumpkin pie and the apple pie. So I've actually... Oh, so you're still cooked, making it all for everybody. I've cooked three times as much as I usually do. Oh, and yeah. as we get off this phone call, we're going to go deliver the stuffing and the pies and the rest of it to the two other families. And then I guess we'll get on a Zoom call and have Thanksgiving that way. So instead of being no cooking, it's three times as much. You are sweet. That is a, you know, we were just talking before you came on um, about uh, an article in the, in a uh, periodical saying that women are relieved actually that not the COVID is here, but just that their Thanksgiving cooking responsibilities and responsibilities are less than they were, but you are just bucking the trend. Well, you know, there we've lost so many traditions and I just thought, well, if, if they're willing to, to want some part, I mean, nobody was asking me to bring my frozen peas or my um, instant mashed potatoes over to their Thanksgiving table, but they did want the pies and the stuffing. So yeah, a, a few things. <laughs> yeah. So, Tim, what's it like for you now? Um, are you preaching at all? Uh, clearly, you're, you're still writing, you're still producing, but um, COVID era and cancer combined, uh, that's going to put a, you know, a, a sort of, a mess in your plans, hasn't it? Um, yes, of course. I mean, actually, it depends on how the treatment goes. And that's a, what I want, as you know, I mean, obviously, um, if the treatment continues to go in a pretty good direction, which it is right now, that is, it's cancer's responding to the treatment. The next year, may, I may be able to do more things. Right now, though, there's two things I can do. One is that I actually, I, I've continued to teach uh, students in training for ministry by Zoom. There's a, that works at least for a good while because you already have a relationship with them. And in some ways, actually, it's, it's been perfect attendance. You know, in other words, when you, you, if you teach 20 students in the middle of New York City, you always have four or five, you know, that don't make it in a given because of busyness and all that. Um, but when you, when you do it by Zoom, everybody's always there. Uh, and I've actually done that all, all uh, fall, and it's really gone very, very well. Mm. 
um, and the you. second thing is I'm writing and I, I just finished a book and I'm starting a book on forgiveness mm. starting probably next week, uh, oh, which I will come uh, out sometime the one next that you year. finished The one that you finished is Hope in a time of in times of fear, and that'll come out at Easter because it's about the resurrection, right? Yeah, I did a book on the resurrection that's coming out on Easter, and I'm going to start a book on forgiveness. I think it might come out next Christmas, so I might actually, I mean, you know, I might actually have two books coming out in the same year. But the book on forgiveness is something that I've been looking forward to writing because I feel like our culture has lost the ability. Yes. To uh, it, it, well, first of all, a lot of people don't feel like we should ever forgive. And or we just the culture sort of lost the free resources to help people forgive. Mm-hmm. And so uh, it's obviously the heart of the Christian faith, but it feels like a book like this is something that can speak oh. to the whole society, not just the church, not just the Christians. Listen, Tim, that is perfectly timed. And I don't know if you handle your own social media or you have someone who handles that for you. But I don't know. You've spoken with a really wonder. And I. <laughs> Believe me, this is a high compliment when I say that you've spoken with a really wonderful voice on Twitter because very, you have. very few do. Um, but, you know, seriously, that your um, your message of of forgiveness, of of not of learning what it means to to be in and amongst people who are different than you and learning that, you know, it's not about our own righteousness. I mean, all of those things, those themes just intersect and gosh, you know, we need to hear that in some kind of cogent way right now. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So that's not an easy book to read. You would think, um, uh, it might be, but it's not, not. especially if you're speaking both I do want to, about half the book, I think I'll probably be speaking more to Christians and like, how do you actually forgive somebody? But I, at least half of it, um, uh, when, I, when I was speaking, Kathy is speaking to the world. And actually, I, what, one of the things I find interesting is that, uh, is that we really now have a kind of, you might say, the culture has a kind of religion. And the religion in some ways is good because it's talking about let's not be racist, let's not be sexist. That's good, absolutely good. But then once it finds a person who is uh, guilty, then there's just almost no way, once they've canceled them or once they've uh, you know, uh, dumped on them, once they've done what they've done, then there's just, it seems like there's no ability to forgive. And what I or think restore that's creating... The person. The, there's no path yeah, to restoration. It's just right. so that, blowing that's up part your of the life. Division. Everybody talks about how we're polarized and how divided we are, and part of that has got to be the fact that we just do not know how to reconcile with people who are, uh, you know, we, we don't know how to forgive. So, seems to me that if we so, have a Savior who came to love us, you couldn't have two more polar opposites than Jesus and human beings. And if he was able to create that reconciliation, that should sort of be at the heart of everything we think about and everything we do. I mean, there are many things that one does as a Christian we're obligated to do, we're told to do, but reconciliation uh, kind of takes the top of the list. Yeah, and don't you think at the heart of it has to be a sense of our own humility, a sense of our own fallenness, all this, you know, recognition of the stupid things we've done and said and the ways we've dishonored God every darn day of our life. I mean, I don't know. I I just feel like it's so much easier to point the finger at somebody if we're not really looking at us. Well, Jesus' parable about the king that uh, 
forgives his servant, what, a million zillion dollars, and then he goes and beats up on another servant for five dollars, and, you know, the king hears about it and punishes him. That has always carried more weight to me than just about any other of Jesus' parables, because the minute you, you're stomping around and you're angry at what someone's done, the minute you turn around and think, what have I done to Jesus? What have I done to God? Um, you, it just sort of, the enormity of it dwarfs anything that anyone's ever done to you. Yeah. I'm talking with Kathy and Tim Keller. So, uh, Tim, Kath, uh, obviously both of you are writers. You've spent uh, considerable time crafting books uh, for the culture and for the uh, the faith. Can, can you sort of give us a peek? I mean, uh, as you're writing, Tim and, and Kath, do you share with each other as the project moves forward, or do you hold things close to the vest, I mean, over meals? Or what's that like even, you know, as the day goes on? Is the household quiet, or, you know, is there a sense of energy? How does that all work out? Tim, talk about that from your perspective first. Uh, sure. Um, there are some books, of course, we actually have done together. So uh, so the, the devotional um, on Psalms and on Proverbs, the meaning of marriage, and the couples so devotional. The couples devotional. So we've done at least um, four and five, like we, yeah, or books in which we actually do it together. Uh, in which case, um, we actually really are talking constantly about it. And we're, you know, I'm saying you write that part of it. But actually, every book, Kathy edits with me. Um, I ask her to look at it. And actually, even though we don't always quite make it, our goal at one point, no matter what book it is, is to read it out loud to each other. Mm, um, because, first of all, you catch things that you just wouldn't catch yes. if you're looking at it on, on, on the page. And so what I'll just do is um, read it out loud, which is, takes a long time. It takes hours and hours. And Kathy will say, oh, I don't like that idea. i like, well, that's not very well said. And this is we argue, absolutely. The way um, I like to but, say it is Tim's the miner and I'm the refiner because he has <laughs> on like his shelf. He has on his shelf, I, I kid you not, I'm not exaggerating, 50 stacks of books which represent books that different, he wants to write. And he, he's his own projects. research assistant. People think that he has hordes of people feeding him information and statistics and stuff. No, not, not even one, not even, not even a, a grandchild. I mean, he has his own stacks of books. And when he goes to write a book, he gets 40 books and reads them all before he writes the first word. But he has a very oral style because he's a preacher. And yeah. whenever we read right. it out loud, I'm the one that says, no, different word. Yeah. No, you know, leave that one out. We don't need that. Omit needless Kathy's words. A, Kathy's a much better writer. I'm a better speaker. So when I write, it ends up sounding too oral. And she says, that doesn't mm. work on the page. Um, so the answer to your question is we talk incessantly about this stuff. At, yes, at meals. Um, and if I have a new idea, then a, a new chapter, I'll just I'll try it out on her. And so, yeah, well, I mean, that's part of what draw us, drew us to each other. We met in seminary, so we were both graduate students taking theology courses. And so we've always been, you might say, intellectual partners in that sense. That's so rich. Well, thanks for giving us a peek into um, what's new with you guys. Tim, you know we pray for you. Um, you know we're believing the best um, for you, and we know that... God's will is being fully done, um, not just in your life and not in mine, but in all of creation. Kath, we love you. We love your your Pittsburgh-centric lifestyle. We're still trying to tolerate <laughs> Tim being from Philadelphia. But, you know, over time, Tim, we'll get over that. 
That's good. Oh my, all yeah. my, listen, all my children are Steelers fans. Big, big, big. There big. we go. That's you the will. Them well. That's the will. Yeah. That's the will of God working in your family. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, guys. Happy Thanksgiving to you. Parents, let's be honest. Many high school and college-age kids seem to have little direction these days. That might be true for your son or daughter. They spend a lot of time gaming, hanging with friends, but nothing seems to lead them on a path to adulthood. You may want them to go to a four-year university, but their grades just don't warrant it. Their lack of passion and direction makes you wonder if a four-year university would even be a wise investment. Here's a better route to consider. The Facilities Management HVAC or Electronics Training Program available through SalemCareerHub.com. They'll learn real-life work skills that are marketable and in high demand right now. And at SalemCareerHub.com, you can sign up for these courses at 50% off their regular price. Talk it over with your kids and get them out of the basement. They're probably as anxious as you are to move forward and just need a little push. The place to start? SalemCareerHub.com. You can also call 866-711-6275, 866-711-6275, or SalemCareerHub.com. So I was at the beach recently with family when this guy with a metal detector nearby hits treasure. His detector is beeping, he drops it and starts digging. And my four-year-old nephew loses his mind and has to go see the jewels that are about to be uncovered. So I walk over there with him, admittedly a little excited myself, just in time to see that the incredible discovery is an old, rusty zipper. Hey, it's Ryan. And while I'm unfortunately not a treasure hunter, our Faith and Family Mortgage Team has gotten really good at helping Word FM listeners uncover and cash out their own actual treasure. Home values have gone up significantly the last few years, leaving many families with the ability to cash out the equity buried in their home to use for life, like some home updates or paying off credit card debt or getting yourself a really nice metal detector to search for rusty zippers. We are United Faith Mortgage. We pay your appraisal fees up to $500. That's out-of-pocket money. United Mortgage Court, Melville, New York. MLS number 1330. Department of Banking. Mortgage Lender License number 22672. Hey, are you guys open? Yeah, yeah, we are. Come on in. As businesses reopen across the nation, is your business prepared for what comes next? Salem Surround can help. COVID-19 brought America's thriving economy to a screeching halt. But now, local businesses are getting back to normal. Are you ready for the return to business and all that pent-up consumer demand? Contact Salem Surround. Learn more by logging on to surroundpittsburgh.com. SurroundPittsburgh.com Connecting you with new customers. The pandemic remains ever-present. More neighbors in southwestern Pennsylvania are facing hunger every day. Every $1 you give to Greater Pittsburgh Community Food Bank helps provide up to five meals this Thanksgiving season. Donate online today at PittsburghFoodBank.org That's PittsburghFoodBank.org The winner of the 2020 Weird Thanksgiving Recipe Contest was announced today. John and I told all Yins that Stacy Riggle El Sabah with her banya cotta has won this year's competition. Second place, Bonnie Antonucci with her corned beef jello salad. There is a video up on our Facebook page right mm. now, which kind of lets you uh, have a window into the process of what that was all like. 
It was a really funny thing. Thanks to all of you who submitted your crazy recipes. Uh, Kath, I love the video that you created because it shows you like, oh, look, look, here's a little ingredient. There's a little ingredient. And oh, it's all done. Wouldn't that be nice if the kitchen was always like that? I wish that my Thanksgiving dinner tomorrow would be the same way. (laughs) Yes. Well, listen, uh, we're so happy that you're with us here. And uh, the oddity of the year, we hope that uh, wherever you are, you're surrounded by people that you love, whether it's just the two of you or the four of you or whatnot. Right. And uh, we give thanks and gratitude to our Lord and Savior Jesus for this time in our lives. And so peace be with you. Have yourself a great Thanksgiving. We'll be off on Friday. We'll do a run a best of show. And so God willing, we'll see you on Monday afternoon. Be well. Happy Thanksgiving to you. The Ride Home with John and Kathy, a production of Salem Media Group.